What is love? How do we define love in the real world when there are so many different types of relationships? There is a love relationships between a parent and a child, protective, trusting, sacrificial, the love between a man and a woman, devotional, patient, sexual, and love between friends, mutual, caring, encouraging. How do we express our love and is love better expressed in action rather than words? My daughter went on a Valentine's Day and gave some flowers to few people on the street and this made that day. And it got me thinking, would you have the same effect telling a total stranger to have a great day? In the same way, is telling your children you will protect them the same as standing with open arms waiting to catch them? And is telling your friends you will be there for them the same as being there when they need you the most? Love is so many things. It's expressions and feelings, actions and words. But without doubt, it's understood and accepted by the recipient. I think everyone knows what love is. Without really having to explain it, it's understood from the heart. You don't need faith to know what love is. But do you need faith to know what God's love is? We do need to understand what love means for God, to know how that differs from our human love. Faith and hope are great, but nothing is greater than love. Even Satan has faith. He knows who the Son of God is, but Satan cannot love. His love is destructive and not the right kind of love. It is hate disguised as love. He is a master of deception after all and can fool even our hearts. 1 John 4 verses 7 says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. To understand this statement, you have to look at the rest of the context and realize that the emphasis here is laid on the word love. Not the ordinary kind that we all know, but true love. The type that God talks about that only those who know God knows. The rest of the verse is, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us. And his love is brought to full expression in us. The love we have for each other is not complete. Only his love brings it to full expression or completion. God is love and we are made in the image of God. Yet no one has ever seen God. The word image is defined as a visual representation of something or a likeness of something. We don't all look alike or look like Jesus physically. It is the likeness of God's character that we embody. How can we love like God if we don't know God? This is how we begin to understand what love is, because the children of God know God. His character is revealed in his children and that is how we begin to understand what love is. If we want to express God's love, we have to get to know God and, he, and our motive should first be to please God, not people, 
because then we will express true love. Jeremiah 17 verses 9 says, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. And Proverbs 16 verses 2 says, A person's ways may seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. It's very difficult to think you know what God wants, as even our hearts can deceive us into thinking that our motives are pure. This is how the Bible defines what true love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. And it's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. We will never be able to completely love like this by ourselves and maintain this kind of love. This kind of love is impossible and exhausting without the Holy Spirit to bring it into full expression in us. Let me explain. Number one, love is patient. If you want to understand what patience is, you first need to learn what it is to wait for something. Otherwise, you don't understand patience. Waiting for something you really want, especially love, is hard. Especially if you don't know how long you may have to wait for. Do you have the kind of patience that have you waiting for your enemy to love you back? Jesus does. He waits patiently for every sinner to come to him, even though we crucified him. When we run out of patience in love, we can become angry, disappointed, frustrated, annoyed, hopeless, and we can give up on people. Galatians 5 verses 22 says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Number two, love does not envy. Envy flows from being dissatisfied with your own situation and or comparing yourself against someone else's situation. It's seeing something from a different perspective and usually that means you are seeing their blessings and not your own. Envy also leads to jealousy and selfish ambition. Because we judge by our own standards, worldly standards. We do not judge by God's standards. God will never have envy. James 3 verses 15 says, For jealousy and selfishness is not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Number three, love does not boast. Boastfulness comes from haughty eyes, seeing yourself more fortunate than others. People boast if they feel someone else is underestimating them. Boasting has the intention of making someone else less fortunate by elevating yourself. It is the opposite of humble. When you boast in love, you're trying to give value to love by listing what you are gaining from it. This is self-seeking. God just wants your heart. 
even though we have nothing to offer him. Even if you did everything right and were obedient in every way, you still don't understand God's love. Romans 2 verses 23 says, You who boast in the law dishonor God by breaking the law, for it is written, The name of God is blasphemed amongst the Gentile because of you. See, even boasting in the law devalues the Holy Spirit because you're saying that you're doing everything in your own strength. With the Holy Spirit inside your heart, you can love God the way he deserves to be loved, with all your heart and soul and strength. Number four, love is not proud. Pride stops you from being merciful and humble. It stops you from forgiving or learning. Pride is not fully submissive to love. It always withholds or denies. The Holy Spirit does not withhold or deny love. Pride stops you from loving completely. The Holy Spirit of God is not proud. He is a humble servant, your teacher, and helps you forgive. Your heart cannot be both prideful and humble. Proverbs 13 verses 10 says, Pride leads to conflict. Those who take advice are wise. Peace and conflict cannot share the same room. Jesus does not share his kingdom with Satan. Number five, love does not dishonor others. To dishonor is to recognize someone else's gifts and discredit them. The opposite of dishonor is honor or praise. When you praise someone else, you praise God who bestowed on them these gifts in which they serve. When you dishonor others, you insult God's gifts or judgment. Dishonor does not serve to encourage someone's spirit, but breaks down their spirit. By encouraging one another or praising one another, you praise God. You honor your Father in heaven. Love is praising someone even if you do not see progress. 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 10 says, Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive when he returns, we can live with him forever. So encourage each other and build each other up, just as you are already doing. Number 6. Love is not self-seeking. Sacrifice is the opposite of self-seeking. It's putting others first before yourself. Sacrifice saves lives. Murder takes lives. God commands us not to murder. Self-sacrifice is giving others what they need, not always what they want, because you love them more than pleasing yourself. Self-sacrifice is pleasing to the Lord because it means we understand what real love is, what God's character is like, for he is not selfish. John 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Number 7. God is not easily angered. Anger means less tolerance and compassion and means you're losing self-control of your emotions. If not controlled, your anger can make you a harsh judge. Anger leads to disagreement and judgment. How can love be in disagreement? Love is supposed to be mutual and peaceful. There is only one judge. James 4.11 says, Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speak against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, 
the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge, judge your neighbor? Number eight, love keeps no record of wrongs. Keeping a record of wrongs means we do not fully forgive and are accusing someone over and over. It means that love does not completely vindicate all their wrongs. They will never stand before you new in love, clean, pure, blameless. You're asking them to pay for the same price over and over, stealing their innocence. Jesus is not an accuser. He's a vindicator and paid the same price for every sinner, big or small, even those who do not realize it. 1 John 4.17 says, And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. We will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in the world. Number nine. Love not, does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. The truth sets you free, but evil enslaves you. Real love does not delight in seeing people suffer. Real love wants someone to be free and happy. If you delight in seeing someone free and happy, you will want them to spend eternity in heaven, even your enemies. Evil delights in seeing people suffer in hell for eternity, and that's not Jesus' character. Psalm 136 verses 22 says, His faithful love endures forever. He remembers us in our weakness. His faithful love endures forever. He saved us from our enemies. His faithful love endures forever. He gives food to every little thing. Number 10. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Love is stronger than anything. We as humans cannot always protect. It's not a promise we can make. We cannot always guarantee trust or have everlasting hope. We cannot promise to always persevere in love and uphold all of the above commandments. But God can. Jesus can love like that. And if you are a child of God, the Holy Spirit who lives in you can. We look at love from the perspective of a child. We do not look at love from the perspective of God. This kind of love is supernatural, spiritual. The kind of love we have is not complete. When the Holy Spirit makes his abode in our hearts, we are made complete in love. John 1, 1 John 4 verses 12 says, No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. God is love. And all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. Since love has no fear, because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. If you have the love of God in you, you can overcome any human emotion. You can overcome any enemy, all evil thoughts. You can overcome pride. You can forgive. You can trust again. You won't run out of hope and perseverance will lead in, in strength. He who is within you is stronger. I finish with James 4 verses 3. So humble yourself before God. 
Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you.